Dear family and friends of First Lutheran Church, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our crucified and risen Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. And in that region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, Behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people, for to you is born this day. Now after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone. His appearance was like lightning. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, as he promised. Come and see the place where he lay. My friends, in between the strong, saving arms of these two witnesses of Holy Scripture, from Christ's cradle to his cross, listen to how it is that God has entered and enters still anew this Easter day into the dark and fear-filled rooms of your life, lifting you up and enfolding you as his beloved child in the swaddling claws of his gentle love. As he whispers the gospel's comforting refrain, be not afraid, be not afraid. Now think carefully with me on this. It's not simply by accident that the gospel word of Christ's coming to dwell with us at his birth and for us at his death and resurrection, that he breaks into our world with his wondrous light amidst all the darkness. For you see the darkness, the night, truly symbolizes a major part of our human condition. We all experience the fear and trembling of the dark night of the soul. As the psalmist says, the valley of the shadow of death. To draw upon the words of the prophet Isaiah, we are those who sit in fear, imprisoned in a world of sin and suffering. We look for light and discover only darkness, happiness, and then only sadness. Yes, inasmuch as it is night all around us, uncertain about so much of the COVID-19 pandemic that now covers the earth like a dark pall, we are very much 
like the uncertain poor shepherds tending their fears by night. We are very much like the two women picking their way through a cemetery at dawn where faith and doubt are joined hand in hand while the foundations of our world shake. Afraid of losing a job or business, fearful of illness or loss of a loved one, afraid of becoming isolated, disconnected, lonely. As a man said to me this past week, I haven't been able to leave my apartment now for three weeks. My friends, I pray that we will take time to do something in our gospel lesson that appears three times in verses 2, 7, and 9, and that is to behold. It's a little word in the Greek, adu, but it means for us to pause and pray and ponder in these days what really matters in life what we truly value. Again, as Psalm 90 reminds us, to number our days so that we might gain a heart of wisdom. My friends, in every time, in every place, we all carry the fears that weigh heavily upon our frail flesh. We all experience the night in his classic poem entitled Wasteland, the 20th century poet T.S. Eliot diagnoses our human condition in this simple phrase, I will show you fear even in a handful of dust. And so it is that a question of ultimate concern has come to weigh especially heavy upon our hearts and minds in this time a time when risk and anxiety attend our every move. That is, what or who can we finally trust? Where do we place our faith? This is the question of our human existence. It's this question that gives all of life its religious dimension. For in the face of such risk and insecurity, we place our trust here and now there, tempted to place our trust in the ways of our, our own human construction, constructions of the world, of all the false gods of materialism, nationalism, nuclear buildup or savings plans, the Humpty Dumpties of every generation that finally have a great fall like ashes. Or the guards who tried to keep Jesus' tomb nailed shut, who ironically are the ones, as Scripture says, who became like dead men. And so for all of you who feel the fear of being scared to death, hear this comforting word that comes on spirited wing. For you this day and always, be not afraid. So why? First of all, we are not to be afraid. 
because God has come into our world taking on flesh in order to dwell among us, with us, to identify with us, even in a solidarity of suffering and death. As the writer to the Hebrews puts it, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we have not a high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but rather one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. The eminent 20th century theologian and martyr of World War II, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, observes, only a God who suffers with us and not a God who exists in some distant place of power and might can we truly trust, not simply fear. My friends, you know this as well as I, that there are places in our hearts where only weakness can get in, where power cannot enter. Knowing this, God has sent his son in the likeness of a suffering servant, taking on our frail flesh and the sin of the world. And Christ, having laid aside his majesty and taking the form of a servant, being obedient even unto death on a cross, even death on a cross, was crucified in weakness. And upon him, God has laid the chastisement that has made us whole. I applaud our Sioux Falls community for the Light Up Sioux Falls event this past Monday, March 30th. It was a wonderful sign, as the Argus leader put it, of showing solidarity, writes the author, during a time of social distancing. However, I was also reminded that in such a time as this, we also take courage in knowing that we have a God in Christ who not only is in solidarity with us, but au contraire, was terrible at social distancing. For Jesus went to great lengths in order to literally touch the leper, touch the little girl who has died, to touch the eyes of a blind man, raising them, healing them. Second, we are not to be afraid because Christ has gone to the lengths of a cross to take upon himself the sin of the world, your sins and mine, and to prove God's great love for us. Here, Jesus demonstrate God's ultimate expression of solidarity even unto death. Greater love has no man than this, says Jesus, than he or she lays down her life for one's friends. Or again in 1 John 4, here we have a perfect love that casts out all fear. 
And so even in the face of death at the beginning of every funeral, we hear these unfolding, encouraging words of St. Paul. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with Christ by baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. And finally, we are taken back to the tomb with the two women, the two disciples in our gospel text for this Easter Sunday. Here we have a third reason that's as full-bodied as it can get. For the angel of God proclaims to them and to us this day, do not be afraid. For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified, but he's not here, for he is risen. Come, see where he lay. The stone you see was not rolled away for Jesus, who'd already been raised with the sounds of the earthquake, but for the women and for us. Not so Jesus could get out, but that the women and that we could see in. He is not here. He has risen. And in just those few words, the world became a different place with a resurrecting hope that breaks into eternity, where death no longer has the last word. Rather, God, God does. A creative, life-giving word that comes on spirited wing to the early disciples and to you this day, as at the first creation in Genesis, creating life and light, bringing about joy and hope, and something more. Listen. Now go quickly and tell his disciples, says the angel, lo, look, I've told you. As if to say, I've just given you the world's most important good news. Vamanos, Machschnell, hurry up. And as they hurry to share the word, the word meets them with a word of rejoicing, shalom. And they fall at Jesus' feet, holding on to him for dear life. Once more, he assures them, be not afraid. Now go and tell, and note that little pronoun, my, my brothers and sisters. And in this single word is crammed the whole New Testament gospel of forgiveness and mission. Now born among us in his holy sacraments and the need of others. As a middle-aged man, Andrew Sherman shared his recovery story from COVID-19 with the Wall Street Journal staff yesterday. He said, I'm obligated to help now that I am on the other side of it. And so it is that we are on the other side of death, free to be, free to serve, free 
in Christ. And so it is that at his birth, the shepherds go to share the good news in Bethlehem. At his resurrection, the women go from the empty tomb to share the good news with the other disciples in Galilee. And so we are called to do likewise. As my daughter Sarah years ago was seen by her mother and I in our garage, she was leading her little neighborhood of friends and worship with songs like Jesus Loves Me and Beautiful Savior. A red wagon was her altar, some wood chopping blocks the pews where her friends sat and sang together. She then made these big swooshing movements as though she was trying to cover all of creation. And one of her little friends, Mary Bonson, asked, what in the world does that mean, Sarah? And quick on the trigger, as always, Sarah said, Mary, I think it means this. Some of you are now going to go this way, and others of you are going to go that way. <laughs> this is the benediction of Christ, his good word for us this day. And so it is. Now, some of you go this way, others of you that. Friends and family of First Lutheran, be not afraid. Go in peace and serve the Lord. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. <laughs>